Hello and welcome to Nitty Gritty Reviews, the movie review podcast that uses a unique grid rating system to discuss a movie's weaknesses and celebrate its strengths. I'm Rachel and I have with me here as my co-host today, my sister Jessie and Hello. my... Oh, oh, sorry. And, and my mom, Melissa. Hello. Sorry, I jumped the gun a little bit. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to be talking about the classic 1999 teen comedy, 10 Things I Hate About You. Written by Karen McCullough and Kristen Smith, based on Taming of the Shrew by William Shakespeare, directed by Gil Junger, and starring, of course, Heath Ledger, Julia Stiles, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Larissa Olyanik. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Not a clue. Nobody remembers her anyway. <laughs> Sorry, that was mean. Uh, so... So this is going to be a deep dive, nitty gritty review, which means we're going to be going through the gritty films grid rating system to analyze this movie and talk about what works and maybe what doesn't. If you're interested in learning more about the grid rating system, you can head on over to grittyfilms.com slash the grid. Uh, so now that all of that housekeeping is out of the way, before we uh, dive too much into the grid, I usually like to talk a little bit about uh, kind of our experiences with the movie, expectations. Uh, all of that good stuff. I kind of feel like you two might have more to say about this one than me. Would it be alright if I went first? Go for it. <laughs> okay, so the reason I want to go first, I, I definitely don't have as much of an association with this movie. I was 11 when it came out, and I think I saw it a couple of times before high school somewhere in the 11 to 13 age range and have not seen it since. Um, which is pretty really? much that's all you've seen. Yeah, uh, which is pretty much my association with it. I definitely remembered a lot of it. It, it left an impact, um, and I'm excited to talk about it. But that's pretty much all I have to say. <laughs> why I wanted to go first. That that's my my history with this movie. Okay. Um, how about how about you guys? I love this movie, and I watched it many times back in the day. Um, on VHS tape. <laughs> I remember that VHS tape. Yeah. So. <laughs> It was one of my go-tos if I wanted to sit down and watch something, I would watch it. Yeah? So, I have fond memories. Yeah. All right. How about you, Jesse? Well, I mean, I hadn't seen it in a really long time, but I definitely saw it a lot back when it was newer. I was a freshman in high school when it came out, so I'm sure I saw it several times at, you know, sleepovers and friends' houses and stuff throughout high school. And yeah. I remember people, like, quoting parts of the movie, and it was definitely, like, a part <laughs> of, like, teenage culture in the early 2000s. Yeah. It was fun to go back to it, because I definitely hadn't seen it in a very, very long time. I Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, then, should we start diving on into this grid? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So the first category of the grid is going to be writing, plot, and genre. I guess to start, is there anything for, for either of you that scored either either much lower than anything else or much higher than anything else that we uh, should start talking about first? Yeah, for me, it was plot structure. Like, I rated everything really highly as far as, like, the characters, the pace, all these other things. I thought it did really well. But then just, like, the basic plot structure is where... I have to acknowledge the fact that this movie has kind of plot holes everywhere where it's like <laughs> high school parties don't look anything like this. You know, it's not realistic to have 
say, a teenager flash a teacher for a moment of humor and no consequences yeah. ever get brought even, back to that. Even in 1999, that was not cool. Or like, even the fact never. that it resulted in a, in a kid in detention being able to climb out the yeah. window. Like, there's just a number of things that didn't really make sense. And you can kind of be like, eh, okay, it's just a movie. But if I'm going to sit here and rate the plot structure, uh, that subcategory didn't do so well for me. That's fair. I was looking at plot structure more. Everything kind of is based on the taming of the shrew. Yeah. And so for me, it was more of how did they adapt it and was it interesting and relevant? And I thought it did okay. I wasn't looking. I, I put more of that stuff that you were talking about under realistic, and which it was not, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, as opposed to plot structure. But that may just be me not understanding plot structure exactly. No, I think that makes perfect sense because this is a really interesting example of a movie where it's this teen comedy from 1999. So it's going to have like the genre stuff there going on, which plays into like the big party and teen drinking and flashing teachers apparently and (laughs) weird things that are not particularly realistic but then you also have this Shakespearean element to it as well so I think both play really interestingly into plot structure I think I kind of for my score I I kind of split the difference a little bit I gave it a six which is the lower end of, of exceeds expectations um Largely because I think because it's a teen comedy, I think it did some interesting things within that genre, bringing in the Shakespeare. So even though there are some things that don't make sense, it's kind of like, eh, I kind of forgive it. Yeah. So I wasn't too harsh on it. But that is one of my lower scores as well. For the stuff you guys are talking about with, like, the updating of Shakespeare and bringing in elements of that, I saw that as being part of the genre cliches, tropes, and twists. Okay. I don't know, just because it was kind of a twist on the teen comedy, teen that's rom-com fair. genre, and they kind of brought in some different stuff. So I gave that a 10, because that's kind of where I was looking at that. I guess okay. it's sort of subjective which category you give that to. Yeah, because I, yeah. yeah, that's interesting, because I did the exact opposite, where I was like, oh, I like all <laughs> these things it did with plot structure, where but it, it brought seems in. too cliche. It's so cliche. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so I gave... 5.5 for genre cliche yeah. strips because I'm like, man, every single 90s teen trope, and this is 1999, this is the end of the 90s teen comedy, and it's yeah. got every single one. They pull it off pretty well. It's still funny. It's still an enjoyable movie. It holds up a lot better than most 90s yeah. teen comedies, but that's kind of where I dinged it. That makes sense, too. Yeah. There wasn't a category on the grid for... How well did it add up Shakespeare to (laughs) 90s teen movies? movies, (laughs) Pretty specific. Yeah. Well, what was, I'm guessing then, Jesse, um, John Cliche's Tropes and Twists would be your highest. I actually gave a lot of high scores down here. I know. Is that too generous? (laughs) It's all subjective if that's what you're thinking. Character Outer Goals, I thought, was extremely clear. You knew exactly what the goals were for for each character. So I gave that a 10. Pace, I mean, I didn't get bored. And even though I knew where it was going, I wasn't, like, looking at my watch or anything. So I gave that a 10. That's fair. And then World Building and Exposition, I was thinking about how 
they kind of have their like tour guide character and he <laughs> kind of like explains the different characters in the school and like this is it's that true. and then the stuff with the dad where he's kind of like these are my rules and he's kind of explaining the premise of the movie like I don't know I thought that that was good too and then I don't know I I gave that a ton also I just really, all the, like, I know that it's not a perfectly written movie, but I just thought all those categories were really good, which is why I gave plot structure only a six, because I just kind of took all the flaws and was like, I guess that's plot structure. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. What was, are we missing one? No, we're not missing one. So you gave everything perfect tens except plot structure? Except plot structure, Yeah. That is much higher than mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine as well. <laughs> my highest was actually for the pace because I thought the same thing. I wasn't looking at my watch or thinking, oh, well, it must be. Even though it was predictable, done. it just kind of got where it needed to go and, yeah. and kept going. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, I just get to it already. It was yeah. good. And they did a lot of exposition even late into the movie, but it was done. You didn't feel like, oh, here comes some exposition. It's just like yeah. you realize later, oh, yeah, they were explaining things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So I thought that was well paced. Fair I didn't enough. give any tens, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either, actually. <laughs> I, I gave a nine to the pacing and everything else was lower. <laughs> yeah. I gave my highest was an eight, which I gave to, to character outer goals for pretty much all the same reasons you were saying, Jess. I just didn't go quite as high as you. Yeah. But definitely the outer goals are very very clear for even the secondary characters um which i appreciated um all right well i feel like that um pretty well covers everything in this category is there anything either of you would like to add before we give our total scores no mm-hmm. all right um jess why don't we start with you yeah, i'm sure mine is the highest <laughs> i'm sorry to second guess myself but it's a 9.2 when it's on paper it's like wow <laughs> what is that's, that what's that's wrong with high scores <laughs> how about you mom how about me? What? Total <laughs> score. I got distracted. Um, oh, my total score was a seven. Um, so mine, I gave uh, 6.5 was my total for a plot and genre. Um, exceeds expectations on the lower end of it, but that seems about right. All right, so then that's going to bring us to the next subcategory, which is going to be, or the next category, sorry, which is going to be writing characters. Um, I guess I'll lead with the with the same question of uh, any outliers, anything lower or higher than anything else. My lowest was character inner needs, and my highest was character likability, because I like them. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but they're all actually pretty close in. Almost everything else was in the exceeds expectations column, so yeah, not too far out. Mine are all really high again. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe I should have thought about this more. I mean, but I think all the characters are really likable. I, I, yeah. I thought that the character development and character arcs were decent, especially for the younger sister, because I felt like she, she was, was good. She had she had the most development out of anybody. I think the, I I would say the younger sister, and I think the dad had a nice arc too. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. I gave character inner needs, character development, and character arcs. All three, I gave 5.5s to, which is a little on the lower side, but I didn't feel like there was too much of it except with those two characters. But I feel um, like the other characters weren't really being asked to change. Cause like this, which is the, why I... The older... <laughs> well, but because like the older sister's whole thing was that like everybody else like didn't 
think that she was, you know, acting right or that she was fitting in correctly. And she's like this counterculture character that's, that's true. like, I'm just doing my own thing. I'm fine the way I am. That's so true. And I, do I don't like think that. the movie should have asked her to change. No, I would agree with yeah. her. But I I wouldn't have minded seeing uh what was he Ledger's, Ledger's character's character? Name? Yeah. Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. yeah. I would have liked to see him. He didn't he was probably the least uh, developed out of any of the characters, I'd say. Yeah. Also, the uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt character. I'm not even thinking about more characters. <laughs> yeah, because Heath Ledger's character didn't really... He wasn't really very developed beyond just, like, being a tough guy, and then you get to know him more. And it was exactly. like, why was he acting... Like, when you go back to the beginning, and he's acting so crazy... Like, I feel like who he is at the beginning of the movie, like, playing with fire and, like, drilling people's books and stuff, like, <laughs> I don't feel like that connects with who he, who we, who he is when we find out more about yeah. him. Yeah. There's never really any explanation to why he was acting so strangely yeah. in the Didn't beginning. I think it was kind of a defense mechanism, though, just to keep people away. Everyone thought But why did he want to keep anyway. people away? Like, he, he never... interested in dealing with them. I think that could have been developed further. And then the Joseph Gordon-Levitt character, he, it probably would have been nice to see him not be as interested in the girl yeah. once she came around. Yeah. Instead of just being like mad at her and then she kisses him and she's like he's like it's fine now. Right. Never mind. <laughs> it would he's a teen boy. So. It doesn't yeah. make sense that. Yeah, that is probably one of it's the more realistic. More real. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm going to get some. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. I will say my highest, I really liked the dialogue in this movie, mm-hmm. even though, I mean, at one point, Mom, you had said, like, well, you can sure really tell when they're lifting right from Shakespeare. But I loved that. I really, I thought I it. I think they threw that in and it just gave a little... I don't know if you could totally tell. It seemed a little out of place if you didn't know that it was probably sure. Shakespeare. And I'm just assuming that those weird little things were from Shakespeare. Cause yeah, or at least paraphrase. I don't know if it was yeah. exact lifting, yeah. but... That, that was kind of fun, just to... Yeah, I think that's one of the things that makes this movie so endearing, and it doesn't quite just, like, blend in with all the other movies that are just like it in so many other ways. This one stands out because it has, like, these totally unrealistic lines that people love you know mm-hmm. i don't know like as you have like the younger sister who's kind of known for like not being that smart and just being like the pretty girl and she, even she is delivering these like really complex <laughs> lines just like yeah. just came up with it on the fly like it, i know it's not realistic but it's fun it's just yeah. it's just a different world yeah, you know, they're not expecting them to talk, like, in the real world. Yeah. It kind of reminds me in some ways of, like, Amy Sherman Palladino stuff. I can totally see that. Yeah. Uh, well, it seems like we definitely all agree. I guess I haven't said that yet. I agree <laughs> that the, the characters are all extremely likable, but I feel like we haven't really touched on that too much yet. So do, do either of you want to talk a little bit about maybe what makes these characters so likable? Particularly since we were talking earlier about how... Uh, how a lot of these things don't quite hold up, like cat flashing a teacher. Not the most likable thing in the world to do. And uh, uh, Heath Ledger's character in the beginning just being crazy. Like I feel like there are a lot of things that should make these characters maybe a little less likable, and yet it doesn't. For me, it's what makes them fun. They're not predictable. They're not going along with everybody else. They're 
you know, they're standalone people. Yeah. And quirky, which I like. One thing that I thought was very unrealistic was how much they just don't seem to care what anybody thinks ever, which especially for high schoolers, like, I don't think, you know... Like you picture, like for like going back to the flashing the teacher scene. Not only did she flash the teacher, but she just stormed into a detention room and goes up to the teacher and just starts talking about stuff that nobody cares about, and she just doesn't even care that everybody's gonna think she's crazy. Like it doesn't make yeah. any sense for her to be doing that. So even though that's unrealistic, I think that's part of what makes all the characters so likable because they're all just like doing their own thing, being themselves. Just trying to be happy. Like, they're kind of vulnerable in that way. Yeah, I get that. I don't have anything to add to that, I guess. Yeah, is there anything either of you would like to add before we give our final scores for this one? Mm-mm. Nope. All right, so what were your final scores? Well, I'm not changing it now because this was my <laughs> gut reaction when I filled it in. I know that this should be lower, but it's a 9.4. Okay. Mine's a 7. All right, and mine was a 6.5. It's funny, Mom. We both felt the same for, for both both yep. writing categories. And yours was pretty close to what was yours, Jesse, for plot and genre? 9.2? Yeah, and then a 9.4. Very close. All right. So then uh, on that note, that's going to bring us to the next category, which is going to be acting and casting. Going with the same pattern. Any outliers for either of you? Casting definitely got the highest for me. I thought especially the main characters were... I mean, it was just because I watched them so much and that's how I think of them, but I thought they were well cast. I agree, absolutely. Same for me. The main characters and secondary characters, I gave those tens for casting. I give, I did go lower though for extras and tertiary because there are a lot of extras in this movie, which I'm sure is hard to wrangle up that many extras and keep them all doing what you want them to be doing with all the party scenes and all the high school hallway scenes. Like there's a lot of extras but I didn't think they always looked like high schoolers. High school and they also looked really obviously like they were acting like extras. Like, okay, you go dance in the background awkwardly. And they're like, <laughs> okay. And that is exactly, they don't look like people at a party. They look like people who were told, go dance, dance in the background, but don't be too distracting. And they're like, okay. Yeah. You know, it, like it's, it's just without music playing. Yeah. And try it's not just, too they're just yeah. like very extras. <laughs> That's fair. See, and I went, I still gave extras and tertiary characters a little bit of a higher, well, I gave, I gave all of the, I gave casting main characters, casting secondary characters, and extras tertiary characters all eights. And I considered going lower for extras, now I kind of wish I had, because that's a really good point. But I thought that the tertiary characters, I guess, was more, um, I don't know, it just seemed like, like I kind of considered Alice and Janney. Janny or Janie? Every damn time. I say Janny. 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 Okay. Yeah. Allison Janny. She I was awesome. I only gave it lower because <laughs> of the true extras. Yeah, that's fair. And I she might be, that might be a big enough role to count as a secondary character. That's kind of on the cusp. Um, but I love her and I thought she did a great job. Um, the, the detention teacher was super creepy, but seems to work <laughs> well. Like, that seemed to fit the character. Like, I thought all of the, like... I guess the adults, basically, is what I was considering most of the tertiary, aside mm-hmm. from the dad, who would be secondary, The English I teacher, I thought, was hilarious, even though yeah. he was totally not like any teacher you'd ever have, but I thought he was really funny, but, you know. And Alice and Janney's character, too, talking about inappropriate. Yes. 
but very entertaining. (laughs) So what about line deliveries and physicality? Line deliveries, I gave a six. I thought everybody did a fine job. Physicality, I really didn't feel like there was anything that was like, oh man, he just embodied that character. Oh, she did this awesome thing. Like, I didn't really feel like, you know, I didn't feel like the facial expressions were like, oh man, so much emoting without having to say anything. Like, I just didn't feel like it was, which the the script didn't really call for. Like, it's not the actor's fault or anything. And they're all very talented actors. But, yeah, I gave a six for line deliveries and a five for physicality. Physicality was my lowest. I gave it only a four. And what, what stands out in my mind is when... Um, the younger sister beats up Joey at the prom. It's so, like... Yeah. It, like, they tried their best to make it look like she was actually doing it, but she did not really quite deliver. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I don't want to base that whole score just on that one I mean, that is the most physical part of the movie. But that but. stood out to me quite a bit. And then, like you were saying, like, there just wasn't anything that you're, like... Oh, that was really good physical acting. Yeah. It's all kind of, like, fine. And then you have one part that's really bad. And so I was like, okay, four. Yeah. I also thought, I kind of forgot about this until just now, but Julia Stiles doing her drunk acting was, was really, like, to the point where I'm like, this isn't funny. I'm legitimately concerned for this character. Like, she's gonna get alcohol poisoning or run in front of a car like there's there's that there's... was problematic yeah in a variety of ways yeah yeah which i mean i'm sure it's what the script called for i'm sure it's what the director called for it's not necessarily i don't know if it's fair to to ding the physicality category for that but i think that played into it a little bit for me too i'm just like ooh, that's way over the top that's it was that's really, really over drunk. the top performance wise and then not realistic because like if she were actually that drunk she would have just blacked out at some point like I don't really think she would have been like I don't know staggering in such a comedic style and constantly tipping over and like and he's able to just hold her shoulder and she's walking fine (laughs) like he never even carried her he just yeah I don't know well then she like sobers up completely by in the car at home and then is like well she did throw up so (laughs) yeah I remember, this is kind of a side tangent, but I definitely remember watching this movie with you when I was, like, probably 12 or 13. Yeah. And during that scene, like, he keeps, like, he's freaking out because he thinks she has a concussion. He's like, don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep. And you were like, she'll be fine, she just needs to throw up. And then she did throw up, and I was just like, how did you know that was gonna happen? <laughs> I thought you were like, My years of experience. <laughs> no, I, I thought that was pretty impressive that you knew that was gonna happen. Anyway, I thought it was a side tangent. Um, I do feel like we definitely, uh, we should talk about Heath Ledger a little bit. I feel like. Maybe not. I don't know. Okay. What are you going to say? I don't know. I just, like, just say something. I mean, he was so iconic. Did that, I guess, I guess what I want to say is, when did, like, when did he get really famous? Was it before this, or was this one of his, like, groundbreaking roles? I think this was his first role like like his first big one yeah. i could be wrong but i think it was okay i think he shortly was. after this was a nice tale and then yeah. he, he kind of was you know a bit of a heartthrob for a little while yeah. and then he started moving into more serious things more yeah. things that acted things that asked for more out of him as an actor yeah shortly before he passed away so 
He did a really good job in this movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. I guess that's it. Um, was there anything either of you would like to add for acting and casting? I feel like that was kind of a quicker category. I was expecting it to go on a little bit longer, but... This isn't much of a conversation, but just a comment. It's like, this movie has a lot of people who were at the height of their career right then, and were like, man, we haven't seen them in a really long time. Yeah. It, mainly Julia Stiles. I mean, she, she's, she was in so many teen movies, and then we like hardly ever see her anymore. Yeah. But Larissa Olnick, this was like the last thing she did. She dropped off the face of the earth, it seems like. Yeah. And then... Um, Andrew Keegan, he was in all those movies in the 90s, and he doesn't do anything anymore. Which one is he? Joey. Oh, I thought he yeah. was so cute back then. So they were kind of just 90s. I get it. Teen. Yeah, I guess. They didn't transition. And then they just didn't, adult. yeah, I guess they didn't find their, their niche after they aged out, for the most part. That's gotta Julia be. Julia Stiles, I think, did some stuff, but I can't, like. She was in Dexter, and she's yeah. in some other TV show. And she did the Born Identity movies. Okay. But, yeah, um, but she doesn't do a lot, you yeah. know? I think for her, I don't want this to come off as, as sexist, because I, I do think this is what happened. But I think she had kids and, like, took a break from acting. That could be. I don't know why I had to phrase that as, like, I'm not being <laughs> sexist. Well, but. that definitely happens. Yeah. yeah. And but I think she has a young kid now, so maybe that's not right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I felt like I saw, like, an interview with her She or may- Maybe she just wanted to take a step back. Like, I she, can imagine that. She's one of those people that you always see on, like, clickbait articles, and they're like, whatever happened to her? As though, like, she's <laughs> completely, like, like, we're going to see a picture and be like, oh, my God, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I, I can imagine that, like, when you get that famous and successful at a young age and you've made a lot of money and you haven't had a normal life, really, for your age, that you probably want to take a step back at some point and that, yeah. Doesn't need to be like totally frowned upon. But then when you want to take a step back in, it's hard yeah. to figure out where your career is at at that point. Yeah. So. She also, was she one of those famous people that like has like three degrees from prestigious colleges? I want to say she might have taken a break I for school. Now I'm just making stuff up. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, is there is there anything else to, to add or should we give our final scores? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. All right, what were your final scores? Mine was a 6.5. All right, we're, we're swapping for this. I gave it a 7. <laughs> How about you, Jess? Mine was an 8, even. Okay, that's closer to ours this time. It should have been lower as I think about other other things now, but hey, I'm just, like, sticking to what I wrote down. <laughs> might as well, might as well. All right, so that's going to bring us to the next category, which I will admit I don't have too, too much to say for this movie, but that's cinematography lighting. I, I really don't have much to say for this category, so I guess I'll, I'll jump in and go first. Um, my highest by far was realism, which I gave a seven. That which, was my lowest. Really? Huh. A two. <laughs> a two? Yeah. <laughs> you know that... I had to check him You know sure. it's for, yeah. like, the realism in the lighting, right? Yes, okay. but here's my thing is I, I'm not so much on the inside lighting because I think that was acceptable, but outside, every day in Seattle was sunny there. 
That's true. I thought um, it was Los Angeles. No, no it's Seattle. Seattle. And oh. it was always sunny. It was always beautiful hmm. outside. I actually it's had pretty, assumed. But it's not real. From the beginning, <laughs> okay. from the shots of the water and everything, I thought it was in Southern California also. <laughs> I, until, I totally thought it was LA. Until they were on that um, a horrible green screen <laughs> shot in the paddle boat. And you could see oh, this, yeah. the, oh, yeah. the Space the, Needle in the background. The very and first like, scene of the movie was the Space Needle and coming into town. And oh, I missed it, it there. Seattle, and shows so how much I pay attention. From yeah. then on, it was like, okay, I would love to live there if it looked like that every day. But I was just not, so annoyed by that paddle boat scene where, there, where I was like, is the whole reason they're in front of this horrible green screen <laughs> in this scene just so that they could put the space needle in the background? Like, I didn't even know this movie was in Seattle. Why do you they need probably, to show us that it's in I mean, they actually, they actually filmed in Washington. I'm sure they got a tax break, and part of it, I'm certain... No, I'm not certain. I wouldn't go that far, but I would bet money. It might be. Well, that, that it was the like a high school break. they filmed that is a real public high school in Washington. We'll get to that, because I, okay. I know that, and I still am like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it does not look like a public school, but... No, it doesn't even look like a private high school. It looks like a East Coast College. Like an Ivy League school, yeah. Yeah. But I digress. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, now I kind of want to knock realism down. Because <laughs> um, my biggest thing with this movie, I'm like, well... Like, it wasn't really setting out to, to create, like, these great moods or, like, be the most beautiful See, movie you've ever yeah. seen. And that's how I felt, like, inside. Inside, I think everything was felt natural and normal. Yeah. The outside, it's like, and I know why they do that, because it looks better, but it's not very realistic for Seattle. Yeah. So, that's mm. the only reason I gave it such a low score. That's fair. I wasn't even thinking about where it was supposed to take, but I was not paying attention to the landscape in the background. I was just like, this must be Los Angeles, right? Not one guy talking about his modeling career and yeah. being in commercials and stuff. I was like, I guess that makes sense for a Los Angeles high school. <laughs> now that seems even weirder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. huh. Well, I guess I'll follow Jesse's uh, motto for this. It. I'm going to stick with it, mostly because I printed my grid out this time, which I don't really, <laughs> and I don't want to redo the math. I, I didn't bring a pen upstairs, so I'm just like, eh, it is what it is. <laughs> well, that's pretty much all I had to say about lighting. What yeah, about... I don't have a lot to say about it either. Like, I don't have any subcategory that stands out for me. Mine are all kind of like a smattering around five. Some are a little yeah. higher, some are a little lower. But it's pretty much just like, it's competently lit. Exactly. I didn't look at it like, oh, the lighting in this movie is terrible. Yeah, but yeah. it's not doing anything to serve the purpose of telling a story or set any particular mood or do anything interesting. It's just lit properly. So, yeah. Yeah. My thoughts exactly. Mine too. All right. Uh, should we, that was a quick one. Should we give our final scores then? Yeah. Mine's a 5.6. Oh, yeah, mine's a 5.6, actually. <laughs> All right. I wasn't going to give crazy high scores to everything <laughs> fair enough um all right so then that's gonna bring us to cinematography camera work and this one i thought actually did some some interesting things certainly some more more notable things than lighting how about you guys anything that stood out yeah well not something that stood out in particular mine kind of just wound up around the same area down the board but higher than lighting was okay because I like you said like I noticed some shots were 
shot a little bit differently than you would expect or looked a little bit interesting. They did a lot of, like, helicopter stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of weird, but, you know, they did it. I guess it was kind of interesting. Um, Again, I wonder if that's like, you got to show our city and our fancy high school. We'll give you a tax break. I don't know. I don't know. I think you choose a location like that. You want to show how cool it actually is. Because it is a pretty interesting That's true. That's true. But I think the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie might have filmed there too. Something else from that general time period. Although that would have been earlier 90s. It's been used a lot. I like the staircase scene where they're throwing the flyers Mm -hmm. down and all the kids are sticking out. My first thought was, well, that is not a safe place for kids. On the flip side, it was a really cool cinematic. It yeah. almost looked like a musical or something. Just all yeah. the arms sticking out. I don't know. I thought there were there were some interesting camera angles, and I really liked the camera movement throughout. Like I thought there were some like especially at, like the party scene where kind of like goes to one character, and then the camera kind of moves to the other side of the room, and now you're with these other characters. There's, like, in very those fluid. big scenes with a lot of extras, they, it really involves, like, some choreography mm-hmm. to get those shots right. So. Yeah, and they did it, the, like, when he's doing the tour of the school, and you see, like, mm-hmm. the different groups, they do it again there. Um, I really liked that. I gave That was easily my highest um, camera movement. I gave an 8 to. I thought it was, uh, was really solid and uh, outstanding, I guess, technically. <laughs> <laughs> I did think my lowest um, was composition, which I just gave a five to, which seems a little bit harsh because I, I did like a lot of the things it did. It just seemed like of all of the things within the camera work category, composition was kind of like, eh, it didn't really do anything. Like everything that was interesting was the camera movement or occasionally like the camera angle, which kind of plays into composition a little bit too. But I don't know, I just didn't feel like... Like, oh, that shot's really framed interestingly. Or like, oh, look where they're standing. How cool. Like, it just, which, I mean, it's a teen comedy. It doesn't call for it, but still not going to give it a high score. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it was fine. I gave it a five. That's kind of how I felt about everything in this category. It's like everything, it did what it was supposed to do, but nothing super stood out to me. On that note, I feel like that was another pretty short one. Is there anything either of you want to add? Anything that stands out? Anything you didn't like? Anything that got higher? There's not really much to say about that one. Yeah, fair enough. Um, should we give our final scores then? Sure. All right, what were your final scores? <laughs> Five. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess we knew that one already. Yeah. Mine's an eight. <laughs> okay, and mine, uh, right in between you guys, actually, a 6.7 for me. Eight, that's pretty high. I know. <laughs> I'm so bad. I probably should have done a, like sevens down the line, but for some reason it's eights down the line. I don't know. I didn't. Oh, you just gave everything. An yeah, eight? I didn't really know what to do, so I guess that's fair. I'm surprised for as much as I like this movie, I don't have like super high scores. I thought yours were going to be Mine really are high. Yeah, down the middle because I think movie wise, like as far as it being a well made movie and all that, is okay. But it's the feel of it and just the emotion of it and all that. The, but what makes characters. that work for you? There must Probably be some characters. Things. But you didn't rate the characters highly at all. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm was it, sure. you did characters a seven, didn't you? Weren't both of you writing a seven? Yeah. That's right in the middle of Exceeds yeah, that's Expectations. Yeah, it's, that's high, a... it's higher than five, which is <laughs> where I'm at now with the, yeah. next, with the movie making parts. Um, the characters and the plot writing definitely got higher. Yeah. Than anything else. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's I'm looking at those scores and wondering what it is about it that I do like so much. And maybe I liked it more 20 years ago because I was younger and now seeing it at my age now, you know, it's I still like it and I still enjoy it, but maybe it doesn't have quite as much <laughs> of the impact as it did when I was younger. I don't know. It could be. And you guys are more the age I was when I was watching it 20 years ago. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's hard to compare because we saw it when we were teenagers yeah, yeah. and now we're seeing it as adults yeah. so it's not quite the same as if we had like just seen like I feel like I don't know I'm trying to th- like if I had seen a movie like that new now if you had just seen it today for the first time for the first time <sighs> that's, that's too hard <laughs> of a question have, would I have liked it as much like is that the question it's hard because it's so it's such a product of its time it's right. so made in 1999 so how much of it is nostalgia how much of it is being made then and how much of it is it's probably 50 it's 50. a great movie yeah, yeah. i mean in it's some ways it's, i didn't actually mention this in a more relevant category but in some ways it was actually kind of ahead of its time in particular with cat's character i thought i could see that absolutely I do think, uh, oh shoot, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I know, we were supposed um, to be talking about sorry, camera work or something. I know. I don't know, it'll come back to me later. I feel like it was more tied to like overall enjoyment, so maybe by the time we get there it'll come back in, in my head. Okay. Um, anyway, on that note, I guess we should move on to editing special effects. Um, I had forgotten about that awful blue screen till you, till you or green screen or whatever, until you brought it up. It's, it, was it was horrific. It was pretty bad. But I really don't feel like manually adding anything, so I'm going to keep my scores as yeah. they are. I gave fives down the line for this one. <laughs> my, I should just redo this whole thing. <laughs> it's so stupid. I gave it a ten. <laughs> Practically. Like, what was wrong with me? I must have been in a really good mood when I filled this out. Anyway, go on. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty much it. I just, I didn't really feel like the editing. Uh, kind of like what we were saying for lighting, although I gave a little bit of a lower score here than for lighting. It just, it did everything it set out to do. It didn't do anything super creative. It didn't really add to the story, you know, but it was, it was classic invisible editing where you go from one scene, go to the next. Yeah. It was fine. Uh, probably should have given special effects lower than a five because that blue screen was really the only special effect and it was really bad. See, and I couldn't think of any special effects at the time, so I didn't rate that. I, that would have brought my rating down if I had put that in there. You just didn't rate it? Well, I couldn't think of any special effects. So. The only effects mm-hmm. I could think of were the green screen and then the um, uh, the opening credits like lettering. Mm-hmm. Which was also very hokey looking. So yeah, what do you think they were trying to make that look like? Maybe somebody wrote it, although it was kind of young school. Well, thing. whatever it was, I think it just probably trying. looked whatever kind of it cool was in nineteen ninety nine. But it, it didn't look cool today. So they were just trying to do something different back then. Yeah, I thought the overall editing was good though, because I mean, like you said, like it's good that you don't notice it. it yeah. So it was done, you know, well enough in that sense. And also, like, back to the pace of the movie, like, I thought it was good in the sense of the writing category, but in editing, I think it was good, too, because, like, it never lingered on anything too long where I'm like, this is just taking forever. Because that happens to me a lot in movies that are 
predictable and like let's face yeah. it this movie is predictable, it's predictable but it moved along just fine for me I, so I feel like that really says something I yeah the pace was good too that's my higher rating all right for the same reasons <laughs> fair enough did anything get get lower or was everything pretty much the same and then pace was a little higher well, like I said, if I had thought about that green screen, which we talked about, I should have remembered. But I, I know, same here. Um, it probably would have brought it down a little bit. All right. Well, should we should we give our final scores then for for editing and special effects? Yeah. All right. Let's hear them. Mine's an eight point two. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong Mine's with it. Mine's a five point five. Although, if you want to adjust it down, you can. <laughs> I'm not gonna adjust your score. Okay. I gave, like I said, fives down the line for me. Yeah. All right, so then that's going to bring us to, to one I think we will have a little bit more to say about, at least for one of these subcategories, and that is sound. I guess let's let's hold off on score and soundtrack and, and get anything else out of the way first, because I feel like, I, mean, I could be wrong, if I'm wrong, correct me, but I, I'm pretty sure we're going to have more to say about the score and soundtrack yeah. subcategory than anything else. I always say that, like, I'm going to have all this other stuff to say, and I, I don't really... I didn't think the the Foley work was particularly impressive. Jesse, you brought up the fight scene earlier and how it was, like, choreographed really awkwardly, and I felt like the sound effects weren't super great either. It was a very cartoony punch. I uh, thought the scene... I actually wasn't thinking about that scene specifically, but just in general throughout the movie, I thought every time they used a sound effect, it was, it was like, there's a sound effect. Mm-hmm. Which it throws uh, up, same the, thing. The one that pops into my mind um, most readily is when she bumps her head on the chandelier. <laughs> and yeah. it's this... It doesn't even go with the action that just happened. Like, she bumped no. her head on something, and it's a sound of, like, shattering glass. <laughs> and I'm like... Was it just, was there dangling things though? I'm sure it's probably supposed I mean, I think that's to be what it was that, to be but that. I just, I still just thought it was, it, it sounded kind of hokey, mm-hmm. so that wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah, I gave, I gave Fully Work a 4.5. Honestly, I probably should have gone down to a 4. I gave it a 4. If not, even a little well. bit. Yeah, but, yeah. For storytelling, I did give it a little bit higher than some of the others, just because I felt like music was an integral part to this. That's fair. Um, all right then, so what about, how, how did we all feel about the, the score and soundtrack? Well, I'm getting scared now because I'm not sure how you, I'm not reading you, I, but I, just, I liked it. I mean, I like it, it's just very, very a product of its time. It's but very it's fun. For, well, be. I know. I loved it. I thought that I liked the music. I didn't dislike the music. I think it's kind of fun that it puts it, like, in it's time so clearly, you know? Yeah. But I felt a little bit weird about how prominently placed it was. Like, they were constantly, like, we constantly had the singers of the songs, like, in our faces. And I just thought, I mean, I guess that has more to do with, like, I don't know, camera work or writing or something than the sound. But I just thought it was, like, kind of awkward the way that the... I think the one that I find... Music was so prominently placed. Like, so prominently placed. It felt a little bit like, hey, kids... Kids like music, right? <laughs> this is cool music. Here's it, some cool music for you, cool kids. it was an integral part to her character. She loved music, and she went to concerts, and she had an opinion about I know it. that's what they were trying to get across, but it felt a little forced to me. Well. Yeah. Well, especially, like, when they go to the, when he goes to whatever it was called, the nightclub or whatever. Yeah. 
And it's like, you know, it's a great camera movement shot, but then all of a sudden we're like, this is like a music video now. We're just watching this band play for like a full minute, probably. It was Which a is while. weird for a movie. Like, usually yeah. that's on a TV yes. show when they get a special guest. Which I hate. <laughs> yeah. I nobody always... like, nobody yeah. likes it, but <laughs> they do it. For, they, yeah, they can't help themselves. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then, oh, so I know we're talking about, like, the uh, the soundtrack, but I also wanted to mention that the score I didn't think was very good, because they, they put in, you know, music written for the movie at certain points. Sure, yeah. That... Um, it just sounded like really generic TV show music. It was like, like yeah. very, it, it kind of, very generic. It kind of reminds, this is a very specific reference and I do not expect anybody listening to get this <laughs> reference, but maybe someone will. Do you remember, Jesse, watching McGee and Me of course. as a kid? Yes. The music, at, at a few points, I was like, this reminds me of McGee and Me. Why do I even remember, like, the music to that show or series of movies or whatever it was? Yeah. I, I don't know. music brings back memories, and if it... Yeah. Sure. That's what I think that I think yeah, the yeah. reason it reminds you of that, so, like, let me get the tone of that nailed down. It's like... I mean, it's the most '90s thing you've ever heard. It's, it's pretty. Much it's '90s family, family friendly. friendly after school mm-hmm. special style sort of yeah. music. Yeah, anything that you could put in a kids show, a family show. Okay, this is the upbeat music we're gonna play in between scenes. Like that's pretty yeah. much what was in here. So I like their selections of '90s music. Otherwise, but the score yeah. I thought was pretty weak. I would agree with that. I mean, my score would have been at least a full point higher if the score had been better. That yeah. was phrased confusingly. But <laughs> <laughs> I did like, I liked the beginning where it was like, you got that Bare Naked Lady song. And the second I was like, well, if we had any doubts, we know when this movie yes. took place now or when <laughs> it was made. But then I like how it like transitions from that. That was like the most mainstream song you could get at the time. Mm-hmm. And then transition that into the Joan Jett's bad reputation with the introduction of Kat's character. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty good introduction way. to her character. Yeah, yeah, I really liked that. I did not love, uh, I guess this goes back to the band being a part of the movie. I don't know why this bothers me so much, but the end credits, how it's like the, this band that was playing at the prom is now on the roof of the high Yeah, school. they just wanted a cool shot of them singing the closing that, credits. That was yeah. very 90s, though, too. Don't you think? No. <laughs> like, like a 90s, like, 90s movies did things like that? Or, like, in the 90s, bands played on high school <laughs> rooftops? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just cool cinematic. I mean, it, it wouldn't have bothered me so much if there wasn't, like, the transition where it's like, here's the characters, and now crane up here. Like, if it was just, oh, some cool helicopter shots of a band playing on the rooftop while the credits play, like, that would have been fine. I don't know. Well, it kind of was that, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was like a crane shot up, mm-hmm. so, like, you have the characters and they're talking, and then it, like, cranes. So it's like, as they're talking, we're supposed to believe this band is playing on the rooftop. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure I'm reading too much into it. It was an effect. Yeah. I that you didn't like it. I know, I didn't like it. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, I guess that's really about all I had to say. Was there anything either of you would like to add for sound design in general or score soundtrack specifically? Nope. I think we covered it. All right. Uh, so let's give our final scores then. What did you guys give it? 6.2. Okay. 7. All right. And 5.5 for me. All right. So then that's going to bring us to one that I'm kind of excited to talk about for this movie. And that is Aesthetics. But anything stand out for, for either of you? Well, I just want to say that this category scored highly for me, and this one I stand by. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. It's, I mean, I know it's, like, very, very dated, but that's what's fun about it. I you just go agree. back and you're like, oh, my gosh, I remember when that was popular. Mm-hmm. The younger sister looks like an exact Britney Spears ripoff. And so, you know, <laughs> you're like, oh, my gosh, this is when Britney Spears was popular and when yeah. Vera Midriff was popular and when <sighs> half ponytails and butterfly clips and streaky highlights and just like everything you, you're like oh my yeah. gosh I remember yeah. this stuff so platform flip flops platform oh I forgot to mention <laughs> the platform flip flops yes and yet for all that that they put in there it didn't feel like you know how some movies it's like oh they are really trying to put everything from the 80s in that 80s movie well I think it's because it actually, it actually was, was 1999 right. yeah and so I liked it for that mm-hmm. there was a lot of that there but it didn't feel contrived yeah yeah it felt natural yeah I do wonder, like, how much of, like, the fashion and stuff in this movie was accurately presenting, like, teen culture at the time, and how much of it was creating trends, is what I want to know. My memory, if you ask me, like, what were kids wearing in the 90s? It was that. Oh, no, that's not what you were going to (laughs) say. When was grunge? Was that before? That was the early 90s. 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 Yeah, much earlier. That's what I think of with the kids. I feel like the 80s was the Madonna stuff. Keeping in mind, I lived in the 80s, and I never saw anybody wearing any of that stuff. But that's what I think of cinematically. Yeah, that was like the very, very beginning of the 90s. And then the 90s. This was in 1999, almost 2000, which is when, like, Britney Spears was the princess and... WB. What else was popular? Shows WB were really big. shows. Think Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. I never watched yeah. any of that. Well, I know, but I'm. But I, I think it was probably we're painting pretty, a picture for you. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not helping because I've never seen it. So, I think it was probably pretty accurate, though. I mean, you guys were kids in the '90s. What do you think? Late '90s. Did that seem like something? I don't think it was setting trends. I think it was accurately. Yeah. Now I don't think everything that they showed was stuff that everybody was doing, but everything they showed was stuff that (laughs) some people were wearing in catalogs and magazines and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it may have depended on the school. You know, some schools would have been more had kids that were doing more trendy stuff, and some wouldn't. Sure. Yeah. Well, and I remember being appalled at the thought that you could show your belly button at school. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, not your experience. No, no, but that that does bring us to. I do feel like we need to. We talked quite a bit about this while watching the movie. The uh, two piece prom dresses that are coming back. <laughs> it's come back around full circle. Yeah, <laughs> it needs to go back the other way. I know. I feel like nineteen ninety nine though. Like I feel like fashion. There was, like, maybe it started, like, 97-ish, and then, like, by 2000, maybe 2001, this kind of, like, it was a pretty, it was pretty short for a fashion cycle. Is that still, like, stuff or? everything from this movie, like, oh. it's, it, I feel, feel like it was a very specific, like. There were a few things that were really short-lived, like, um, dusters. 
I still love a good duster. Oh, well, they <laughs> were really popular for like two years, but they've come around again. I'm I've been glad. seeing those in stores again yeah. just recently, actually, the last year or two. Like About every 20 years. years. I know. To, to, to a team yeah. where this is the 20th anniversary of this movie we're celebrating, yeah. so. Yeah. I definitely, when she when she wore her duster in that scene, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember dusters were a big thing. I had a gray duster that I wore for well after it was not popular anymore. I love mm-hmm. that thing. Uh, I did, I, I will say, the lowest score. I gave everything 7.5 down the line because I thought it did a really good job of, like I said, like I wasn't quite sure if it was accurately presenting or creating trends. I wasn't sure which, but I'm like, well, either way, it had an effect. Like, Mm -hmm. it either was doing its job really well or so well people copied it. Um, So I gave it high scores for that. And props was mostly for the cars. I thought they did a good job of picking cars that, like, represented their characters and Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, Yeah, so so those all got 7.5, which honestly I probably could have gone a little bit higher. Uh, But then sets and locations... I only gave a 5.52, largely because <laughs> because that school is ridiculous. <laughs> but that school is the, like the basis of this it's whole character. Yeah. I know that's why I gave it so low. That's the easiest ten out of anything I gave a ten to for this really? movie is for sets and locations. That, was one that of my highest scores that school is iconic. I know, to this but movie. it's so it's ridiculous so cool and it sets the tone for the whole movie. Even like their houses, I thought her their house was really cool in the neighborhood. School. It's all cool. It's still. It felt very New Englandy to me, but like it, did, it especially did. especially now that I realize, oh, this was Seattle. Seattle. I've never been to Seattle, but that's not what I picture <laughs> it looking like. I think and it was actually. It's because is, they had sun out. There's is Tacoma right by Seattle? Yeah. I think this. Yeah, I think the schools in Tacoma. Yeah, I think they Still, I like. I recognize that it's very cool. I recognize that it's iconic. I'm not disagreeing with anything. I did it like every single time. I'm like, that's not. I mean, that's not. Uh, I mean, I know it's a ridiculous complaint because it literally is actually a high school there. But <laughs> this like, movie would not have been such a good movie or such an iconic movie if it took place in a regular looking high school. I believe that that's true. There's got to be an in between between a regular looking high school and that high school. It was so. It was like a castle. It's a real public high school. I know. But the place where they had the party if they did, was like a castle. I could understand your complaint more if they went to, like, an actual castle and were like, oh, this is a school, okay? And then we're like, okay. But, like, it's an actual school. They're filming an actual I school. Know. An actual public school. So I know it's outrageous and it's not a normal experience of what high school looks like, but that's what makes it so cool for this movie. And then they have that, that stadium like built into the side of like a hill and it's like the perfect setting for their whole like his song and dance on the bleachers and (laughs) all of their stuff out in the field. Like we haven't talked about that song and dance either. No, that's true. That's true. We probably should have talked about that in in either physicality or in... uh, He did some very good physical acting. That's true. Yeah. It seemed a little out of character. And I know he was trying to embarrass himself to make him even whatever and blah, blah, blah. But uh, it didn't... Is that really what he would choose to do? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. You're going to do that in front of the whole school. It was also a really bold song choice. Like, if some guy I 
barely knew saying he hadn't even said like i love you yet yeah Yeah, i'd be like whoa step back (laughs) yeah and and, and her reaction to it that's not what i would have expected i would think that she would have been embarrassed embarrassed or angry yeah just like what are you doing about this instead of oh well he's yeah yeah well you know it yeah that felt a little awkward yeah, yeah, that was not realistic. And also the uh, security guard's reaction was not yeah. realistic. And as you mentioned when we were watching he, it. And then yeah. he runs away and didn't even get caught. They're like, imme- they're like he's he's out there singing a song. Like, I would think that their first move turn would be to turn sound. off the system. <laughs> and they're like, run, get them, tackle them around. We're going to knock them down the features. <laughs> Or at least just take away the microphone, but they're literally like, take him away! (laughs) Or just talk to him instead of, like, ambushing him, like, and then he starts running. Yeah. That was a little bit Mark's brothers-y. Yeah. I mean, it was meant to be, but yeah, it was very unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Rachel's wrong about the sets and locations. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) All right, so I'm wrong about that. Mm -hmm. What about for, for the other categories? I thought hair and makeup were acceptable. It seemed to be in line with the times, nothing too out there. I did, did feel like Heath Ledger's hair sometimes was, I don't know. His hair was gross. Or yeah. I I, everybody thought he was so cute. And, yeah. like, of course, I look back and he is adorable, but... He was not the most attractive boy in that movie to me as a teenager because I just thought he looks kind of dirty and gross. And maybe that's kind of some of his appeal as he wasn't trying to fit in with everybody else. But see, now as a teenager, I was all about Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, and and now not as much. Well, he I, just seems so young. He, I really well, like him now. Well, yeah, it would be creepy. He was yeah. an actual child. <laughs> like I think, yeah. He, he hasn't had so his little. career yet. Yeah. But if, boy, he's a good actor, though. Yeah. I think all the principals had really, for young people, they had really good acting yeah. skills. Well, I gave everything nines except for set and location, sets and location, which I gave a ton. And I do stand by it in this category because I think that the way their hair and makeup were done and the, the wardrobe choices, not only am I like, oh, I remember that, so it's fun and nostalgic, but also they conveyed the right things about the characters. Like, you could tell who thought that they were just the coolest, and you could tell who was popular you could tell who was counterculture like you know and it's a high school I know that those choices make it really like kind of maybe overly obvious but that's also what high schoolers do to identify themselves so that's actually kind of realistic in a way yeah absolutely um all right well then on that note was there anything else uh, you want to add for aesthetics Mm -mm. all right uh what was your total score then 9.2. 9.2. All right. Considering I had two really high ones, I don't know. I have a 6.5. I had two fives, a six, and a nine and an eight. Seems like it adds up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I feel uh, like it should be higher, but I, <laughs> I got a, a 7.1 for mine. Uh, all right, so then that's going to bring us to impact on film. This one gets divided up into critical impact, audience cult impact, and historical inspirational impact. Uh, do either of you want to get us started, or should I lead the way? 
I'm just going to say I don't really understand this category. <laughs> you know, and I think you have to look up stuff. And so I think yeah. you should talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, do you agree? You can go first. All right. Um, so for critical impacts, uh, you don't have to look stuff up for it. <laughs> but I typically go to Metacritic. Uh, this It's a little bit harder with older movies because, you know, Metacritic wasn't around, or at least not in the same way that it is now. Um, so I did look at the Metacritic score, and then I also looked at the Rotten Tomatoes score, which I don't normally do for this category, just because it's... I'm curious about this, because I have no idea how this movie was actually received by critics. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say, because I don't know how much of this was the critics at the time, and how much of this was the critics in retrospect. I didn't look at when these reviews were posted. But it came out was uh, between a 6 and a 7 for both sides, I think... Metacritic was a 60 and Rotten Tomatoes, or no, it's the other way around. Rotten Tomatoes was around a 60% and Metacritic was a 7.0, I think. Um, so I just went with a 6.5 for this one. Um, I don't know how accurate that is. It's hard to say with older movies, but that seems to be what the uh, scores were telling me at least. Um, and then audience and cult, well, should I, should I keep going with just all three? Yeah, or, go for yeah. it. Okay. Um, so audience and cult impacts, I gave that one an 8 out of 10. I did a similar thing. I looked at a couple different websites and um, just kind of used what I know people, you know, people. See, that's the thing. You guys probably know more about that because it affected you, perhaps, or like you said, you watched it at get-togethers with friends. And Yeah. I didn't have any of that, so. <laughs> yeah. But I do think it has, has a cult impact for sure. Uh, particularly with people who were teenagers in 1999. I think it definitely has that nostalgic cult impact there. Um, And the historical inspirational impact, this one was a little bit harder, uh, but I feel like, um, as we established earlier, it was probably Heath Ledger's first-ish movie. Um, Didn't actually bother to look it up, but that was kind of what I was thinking. So, you know, got his career rolling a little bit. And I feel like it was impactful in the teen comedy genre. I think uh, it, it had influence there. Um, so I gave it a 6 out of 10 for that. Just kind of on I like on that the it was a Shakespeare remake or, or adaptation. You know, there's a lot of that going on in the 90s, I think, and trying to make things relevant for kids Yeah, was this before or after Clueless? That's a good question. I want to say after? I want to say Clueless was like 97. So maybe this was inspired by that a little bit. Because Clueless took... um, What author's book did... Was it Emma? Emma. Who wrote Emma? Emily Dickinson? No, No, that's the poet. (laughs) Jane Austen. I was getting names mixed up. I know the difference. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they took a Jane Austen book and turned it into a teen movie and so I wonder if they're like oh well we can take a Shakespeare thing and turn it into a teen movie I think there was a lot of that going yeah on, but I thought this was done well mm-hmm. so for historicalists <laughs> <laughs> what was the score um like a six or seven <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's, <laughs> my mother, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, I just marked the category. I didn't give it a number. Okay. Um, well, for me, those three averaged out to a 6.83, which which was my score for impact on film. 
How about you guys? What do you any? I probably should. I should have given it a lower score for critical impact, but I just didn't look it up, and I think I just thought this movie was better received than it actually was. <laughs> but I know it was really popular, and a lot of people really love it. So I think nine for audience cult impact is fair. That's fair. Um, and then historical inspirational. I probably should have researched into a little bit more too. I gave it a nine because I feel like it was really influential as far as being a financial success. And so other movies kind of tried to like do some of the things that it was doing as far as teen rom-coms go. Yeah. Um, But maybe, you know, it was more influenced by Clueless and other movies that came before it. Um, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of influential though. I might just think that because this was one of the first, like, teen movies I saw as a teenager, and so it it shaped my taste and the taste of kids in my class as we, you know, saw more movies that started coming out, but maybe that doesn't translate so well to, like, audiences as a whole at all different ages. I don't know. I don't know, but this category gave a nine, too. All right. Just nines down the line? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. I have a six. (laughs) I'm curious how did you come up with the six because that's what I gave to that one (laughs) okay then well this is what I put up with I didn't (laughs) you're lucky I put numbers on this one that's that's true that is true it's a step up I actually calculated averages and stuff I appreciate it you're getting there all right, uh, so that just leaves uh, the most fun of the categories, I think, and that's going to be overall enjoyment. So did you guys enjoy this movie? I did. I actually expected to not like it too much going back so many yeah. years later, and I was like, oh, this is still fun. I gave it a 10. Fair enough. Well, I really liked it. But I, gave I gave it a 5. <laughs> <laughs> We gave it in the next to last category, so let's say a nine. Let's say let's a nine. Say. Well, I forgot to write numbers in on this one, so... Oh, my gosh. Uh, I gave it a 7.5. I did really like it. That is at the high end of Exceeds Expectations. Um, I didn't quite go into the outstanding range just because I think a lot of what we were talking about with, like, plot holes or just the, the more unrealistic side did kind of keep me from from enjoying it a little bit more and just some of the things that are, are a little problematic looking back 20 years later um it did it did keep the score a little bit on the lower side but a 7.5 that's still really high I definitely enjoyed it it's definitely one I would go back to um I love the Shakespeare element I think that's really fun <laughs> Um, and I think it's just particularly as far as 90s teen comedies go, this is by far prob- probably the best. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other 90s teen comedies. I but I think this is easily, certainly the most timeless of all of them, even though it's still very much so a product of its time and very much so stuck in the 90s. I think it uh, transcends that still a little bit better than most other, particularly teen movies from the 90s. I watched a lot of romantic kind of comedy movies and I just really like the way these two came together and it felt fun and good yeah yeah which is what I enjoy about it so I can overlook a lot of the holes and whatnot if they're not too annoying for me fair enough if the end comes out the way it should (laughs) (laughs) and this one did although 
I should have mentioned this in the plot structure. Like, can we just mention real quick that, like, they got together, like, probably, what, prom is, like, less than a month before the end of school, and she's going to go to school across the country. We like, don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's another movie where he follows her, and they have a whole thing in, at school. Forget okay. It. Forget it for now. I'm just saying. Don't uh, let that get in the way. I'm of sure a good there's romance. some fanfic that covers this. <laughs> <laughs> some of them possibly written by mom. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. I'm gonna have to look into that. <laughs> oh boy. I got a new career ahead of me. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, did either of you give this movie any extra credit? I think that by the time I got to the end of the grid, I was already starting to realize that I'd seriously <laughs> overrated some things at the beginning, so I chose not to give it They're any extra credit. happy with what they got. Yeah. Fair enough. How about you, Mom? I did not. Really? All right. I gave just one point of extra credit, um, mostly just for the nostalgic factor. Like, not just that the movie itself is like, oh yeah, I remember this movie, this is nostalgic, but just the... It takes but, you back uh, to a place in time. Exactly. Yeah. And it does it so well. It's just like, oh, yeah, I remember when this was popular. Like, I remember this song. I remember that fashion. <laughs> I had those shoes. Like, whatever it is. Um, so I thought that was worth an extra an extra point. So I gave it one extra point. Uh, all right. Well, then on that note, is there anything either of you would like to add about this movie before we give our total scores? Mm-mm. I don't think so. All right. Uh, so, what were your total scores? I was six point four. Okay, so sixty four. Like it's out of a hundred. Oh, sorry. Yes, sixty four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you average them all together, or did you uh-huh. just add them? No, I added them and averaged them. You're supposed yeah. to just add them up. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I explained. Keep this talking. So many times. Okay, well. she's gonna redo hers. <laughs> My total score is an eighty two point eight. It's not actually that high. It's not. Some of the, uh, like, lighting and stuff took it down a bit. And, like, actually, in the end, I'm pretty happy with where it wound up. Like, if I had wound up giving it, like, a really high A, I would have been like, I know, that's too much for this movie. If I did go back and bump down some of the stuff that I was thinking that I ought to have, I probably would have gotten, like, you know, a low to mid C. And instead I got a low B. But I feel like just looking at this movie out a whole... A, lo- a B minus. I, I feel like that's appropriate for this movie. I don't feel too bad about rating some things a little higher than necessary. That's fair. 82.8, I, I think that classifies this movie well. That's fair. I will say I consider an 82, since that is technically on the lower end of outstanding, I would consider that an A minus, which I know is not the traditional rating system. Yeah, you're crazy. That's not an A. <laughs> well... Mine came out to 64.5, so I was really close with my averaging. I mean, that is how averages and that work. That seems really low for as much as I like this movie. But that does seem a little low. That's very close to my score, though. I gave it a, a 65.23, which is not a D, I would like to say, for the record, for no, my standards. I think based on the, the way... No. Yeah, see, Mom's on my side. Tristan thinks it's weird, too. For a while, I wasn't doing the letter things, but I think it helps put it in perspective. Because a 65.23 out of 100, I consider that to be, I, I consider that to be exceeding expectations. And a D, that would be obviously far below expectations. So for me, a 65 is like this, a B minus. Yeah, it's in the Bs. Yeah. Because if you look at this, 
in traditional score, you know, you've got a 10% range that gives you a letter grade. This is a 2% or 20%. I know it breaks it out every 20%, but I still think the traditional rating system is good because if you, if you, if you're talking about the way you tend to rate, if you're talking about an outstanding movie, the top 20% can't all be outstanding. With my rating system, it can. (laughs) But the outstanding would be, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it translates, though, to a D. I would not say No, but see, you tend to rate it differently, Jesse, because at least in, in other ones that we've done. You just give everything a 10. Well, no, you start higher and then kind of go, <laughs> like, like you, I think you even said in one of the ones we did, like, oh, I started a 10 and then it kind of loses points, whereas I tend to, I started a 5. That's what I do, too. Oh, yeah. and then you add and it and do something add. special. Like, that is yeah. kind of my mode of yeah. thinking. I don't, I don't start at a 10, but I wonder if that is based on school thinking. I'm sure it is. Based on, like, a 7 is, like, a C, yeah. and that's pretty much where you're like, okay, fine, a C. Like, you don't want to get a C. Right. But it's not the same as getting an F. Yeah. See, I'm that's interesting. more like the 5 is the C. Because yeah. I do tend to more like the bell think of a too. 7 exactly. as neutral. And so then, yeah. like, if... And yeah, see, and I consider five a 5 as neutral. 5 is neutral. Yeah. Well, maybe I just have a flawed way of thinking. I'm sorry. Just not <laughs> it's not flawed. It's just subjective. Yeah. yeah. You can interpret it however you want. That's the, the whole point of the grid. Everyone's going to have different scores, different ways of interpreting it. Anyway, that was a little bit of a side rant. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I think that's going to about wrap everything up. Uh, well, this was fun. I'm glad I got to watch it with you girls. It's yeah. a good throwback. Yeah. yeah, so it was really fun. Uh, so thanks so much for listening to this nitty-gritty review of 10 Things I Hate About You. And thank you, Mom and Jesse, for talking about it with me. Thanks Absolutely. Uh, so if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. And the next episode of Nitty Gritty Reviews will be Swiss Army Man with co-host Jesse. And it's going to be posting on Friday, January 25th. I'm really excited about that one. Uh, And be sure to like, review, and share Nitty Gritty Reviews. This is the best way to support the show and will help us get more listeners. And we'll be sure to give you a shout out in our next episode and read your reviews to celebrate you. And thank you for your support. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.